0: So glad that you're here, and you're going to be so glad that you're here. We're just going to do one little change uh, with the slides, uh, my people in the sound booth. Um, It's 5 by 5 Sunday, and what we do is we ask five people to tell in five minutes something of the story of what God's been doing in their lives. Every time we get together, something happens. You may not be aware of it, you may not see it, you may not hear of it, But it's at moments like this that we come together and we start to hear the story and you realize that this this didn't just happen overnight, that it happened as a result of God working faithfully, working through you, working through me, working through us, uh, through the atmosphere that's in this house uh, day after day. And so uh, we're, we're excited to share these stories with you. One of the stories uh, I uh, we're going to share at the, uh, at the funeral on Wednesday, but uh, I wanted you to hear it today. And uh, we're, we, Gloria had nine kids, okay? And uh, they're all wonderful people. Um, and the oldest was going to tell the story, but she's not here, so I'm going to get uh, someone down the line in the story to tell the story. Now, please remember... She is the younger sister, and younger sisters don't know as much as older sisters do. You just need to know that. So if there's one or two details that come out on Wednesday that didn't come out today, don't worry about it. And we're not telling the older sister, okay? This is just between us and the podcast, okay? But uh, when we got together to start talking about the funeral arrangements and everything, I just love this story, and I just knew that you would be blessed by it. So Joanne, will you come? Joanne's a little nervous, so I have to stand close to her. But we will practice—we will practice good uh, social uh, distancing. Uh, Norma, you need to know. She said, "I'll only come if you—you got to come up here, my dear. Come on up here. Come on up here, my dear. You can lean—you can lean on the table. You can lean on the table. Can I help you up? Come on up. This is good to have you here, kiddo." I've already broken a law. I've touched your hand, and I feel so bad about it. <laughs> and and uh, this is Joanne. Joanne, in out of the nine kids, where uh, number, do you fit? Lucky number seven. Number seven. Okay. Good. 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 And uh, let me just tell you that there are uh, twenty-five grandchildren, eighteen great-grandchildren, three great-great-grandchildren. Um, she said one time to me, "I said." Gloria, if you had everybody show up at the table, spouses and everybody, how many would be there? Oh, I don't have any clue, but it'd be over a hundred, she said. (laughs) Be a lot of people. Now, I said to your older sisters that as long as they were alive, uh, your mom would be alive. But you know, you do look a little bit like your mom. She does. And that's a good, that's a compliment. We loved your mom here. We just loved your mom. But... um, Glory went into the hospital last Thursday. She'd been in the hospital several times since fall. Um, congestive heart failure; her lungs would be filling up, and things. And so then she went in on Thursday. And uh, so you want to take what the story you from there? The story? I know, no, 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 no. I want you to tell the story. I want you. You can take off from here now.
1: Okay. So my mom, like, um, I guess about two weeks. Let's say three weeks ago, she was in the hospital. Um, like what you said, um, lungs filling up with fluid. Um, like heart, like her heart couldn't uh, support her body pretty much. And, um,
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, her heart couldn't
0: get there. We got it. we support, can hear you now
1: support her body. Um, it was just too much work for her heart to do. She had like an oversized heart, and um, complications with kidneys, um, lungs. Yeah, so it was difficult for her to breathe. So she was on oxygen 24/7, 24/7. She didn't. Li- she didn't really like it. She used to complain about it. <laughs> And um, the last time, last two weeks she went into the hospital, She's, they had to put her, when she came back out, they put her on the maximum um, level of oxygen. And they had to bring, like, two big units into the house and put each one on seven units each so to get her to 14. And that's the maximum she could, she could be on. Be on. Um, she really didn't like that. And every day she was complaining, oh, I can't do this. I can't eat. <laughs> and if my mom's not eating, you know, something is wrong. <laughs> my yeah. mom loved to eat. And then um, she was, like, sleeping. When you think she's sleeping, she'll answer you. You know, in and out, sleeping, sleeping. But she always had energy to wake up to watch Judge Judy. <laughs> she, like, I said, what? Like, she'd be, like... She come alive to watch Judge Judy and she's like so awake and then she's sleeping and she wakes back up and Yeah, and think about my mom, she never lost her like her senses. She was still sharp. Like yeah. body was feeling, but mine was really, really sharp. And um my husband told her that Judge Judy was gonna be cancelled and she she didn't like that. <laughs> uh so but Judge Judy really kept her alive. She she would what even she would watch Judge Judy no matter what. Um, and the last when she came out of the hospital this time, like every time my mom would go to the hospital and then she would come back and she would just bounce back. But this time I said, Oh my god, my mom is not bouncing back. She's going down. So I uh, we called my sisters in Montreal and Winnipeg and told them they have to come because after a while, my mom couldn't take a shower by herself. She couldn't go to the washroom by herself. And she, you know, she didn't like that. She couldn't do these things for herself. So um, I said to her, Mom, you know, like, when she came out of the hospital, she goes, she told us she doesn't want to go back in the hospital. No matter what, don't put her back in the hospital. And she also signed that form where if, you know, sh- her hearts fail, to resuscitate her. Um, So I said, but mom, if if you stay here, like you can die. You want to die here? And she didn't say anything. I think at that time, my mom was a little bit afraid of dying. You know, She, she was okay if she dies, but I didn't think she really wanted to die. So my sister came from from Montreal because you know, I'm I'm at my mom's telling her how she looks, how, how she's doing. You know, I cooking for my mom and but she she didn't eat much. She would eat like she would say she wants this and then she'll eat a little bit and then say that her stomach doesn't feel well. She yeah, she couldn't eat much. And then um so my sister from Montreal came and then she really saw what my mom was like. She said, I I don't think, I don't think mom is gonna last long, but I'm looking at my mom. She still looks good to me. Like, so when people are dying, they don't necessarily look like what you see on TV. (laughs) 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 They look nothing like that. My mom, my mom looked like how you see her hair. Just a little slower, but she didn't look sick. You know, but her eyes looked tired. It's just all in her eyes. And then, my other sister in Winnipeg was going to wait to come, but she said, you know what? I'm gonna, she had to wait for a CT scan so, for herself. So she said, I'm just going to get that, and then I'm going to come. And then she came, and then they really saw what this was like. And thank God they came, because I could not do it. Like, I'm good with everything else, but that kind of stuff. I can cook for you. I can do everything else for you. But don't ask me to wipe your butt. <laughs> But I had to do that for my mom, I had a, no, I had a bather, and my mom's a big woman, and that was very difficult, and then when you're bathing her, she's going to tell you how to breathe her, <laughs> like, she could hardly breathe, you know, like, because you've got to go in the shower with the oxygen, and she's like, <sighs> and she wants to tell me how to breathe her, bather, and then I said, mom, I bathed myself this morning, I know how to bathe <laughs> I said, just be quiet. You know, I never speak back to my mom, but I said, mom, just be quiet (laughs) and let me do this. But, you know, you're bathing this woman and she wants to tell you how to bathe her, what soap to use, how to do it, what towel to use. Don't use that towel. Don't put that towel there because other people are going to use it. (laughs) It was horrible. And then, um, so my other sister came and she's my, she's the eldest and thank God she came because she, she knows how to do this stuff. So she was able to do all the things that my mom needed to be done. And then, um, so she came the, what day? She came Thursday. Thursday. And then Friday morning, mm-hmm. um, my mom, and also my mom said, if anything happens, she doesn't want to go back to the hospital. So something must have happened on Friday where my mom said, take me to the hospital. And my um my sister, Ethne said, well, mom, if you go to the hospital, you, you know, you're not coming back out. She goes, take me to the hospital. And um, she had said that someone told her, like, in a vision, to co- to go to the hospital, right? So she went to the hospital. So around maybe, was it 10 o'clock in mm-hmm. the morning or so? Yeah. And then... Um, she died around 2 30 early Saturday morning, right? But before this, um, my mom, while this is before she took, like, she was still on oxygen, and then um, she said to my sister, Heather, Heather, you hear that sweet, I'm speaking in my accent, you okay? Yeah, you go ahead. Heather. Hear that sweet, sweet music, and Heather said, "What music, Mom? I don't hear any music." She goes, "You can't hear that sweet, sweet music." <laughs> and then Heather said, "What music, Mom? What does it sound like?" And 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 Mom said, "Well," Heather said, "It sounds like. Does it sound like gospel music?" She said, "Yes, it's sweet. You can hear that sweet, sweet music." And then um, Heather said, "No, Mom, I can't." hear that music. And then um, mom said, you see that spotted cat? <laughs> and then Heather said, no mom, I don't see the spotted cat. And then Heather said she pretty much got up to look to see if there was a a cat because my mom is seeing a cat. And then um, after that um, all the doctors and nurses were in her room and my mom was on two oxygens, one for her nostrils and one for her mouth. And she said, take this stuff off me, take it off. I don't want it more! take it off. And she started pulling it off, pulling it off. And she usually wear like a headscarf, like to bed. She said, take this off, I don't <laughs> want this off, take it off. And then she took it off. And then she she said, "This is she's doing this all without oxygen. So she took everything off, she said to the nurses, open those curtains. I don't want those curtains closed. Open them." They open them. And the nurse said, well Gloria, you know, we need to keep you on the oxygen because if you don't have this, you know, it's not good for you. She goes, take it off. I don't want it. (laughs) Stop talking. (laughs) Yeah, she says, stop talking. Be quiet. (laughs) And then my my sister is talking to her. She said, Heather, come here. Hold my hand. And then she said, and, you know, my sister likes to talk a lot. She can really talk. She said, Heather, be quiet. <laughs> and she's holding my sister's hand. And then um, she, she, called, she said, Jesus, Jesus. God help me. God help me. He knows better than me. I don't know why you didn't <laughs> tell this story. <laughs> she said, God help me. She said,
0: ben, God help me. Yeah, and then Jesus. I don't, I don't yeah, 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 yeah. Go, go. She go. said, God,
1: that. God help me. And then she's holding my sister's hand. And then um, after that, she said, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And then my sister said she fell back and she started breathing slower and slower and slower. And my, and my mom did this all without oxygen. Yeah. And then she passed. So what you see on TV has nothing to do. You can die beautiful, my my mom died an Oscar winning death. <laughs> that's how my mom was. It was, I like, who dies like that? Like, you know, you can, you can go out the way you want to. You don't have to be, you have to accept first that, hey, I'm dying. Yes. She's 85. Accept that you're dying and you can choose to die the way you want to. Yeah. And that's how she died.
0: Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing. I loved the story. The reason she wanted everybody to be quiet was so that she could hear the music. And uh, in my work, I get called to the, uh, to the hospital and to places where people are passing away, and there are those who know Jesus, and there are those who don't know Jesus, and the ones who know Jesus always pass away peacefully. It's just, if, if you don't believe before you watch someone pass away, you have to believe afterwards. You just have to, because there's a difference. And so I just wanted you to hear that story because it's such a beautiful story and uh, such, a, such a great way to know uh, what's going on. Uncle B, will you come? Uh, this, for those who don't believe in signs and wonders and miracles, is a miracle right in front of you. <laughs> because Uncle B, a year ago, would never have thought that he would stand here Right, Uncle B, so get in there close. this is his real name is Ziggy, but um he's Moira's uncle, and I guess the kids when you grew up were calling you uncle B right
3: yeah my 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 older sister Desiree she, we're all a year apart, yeah, when uh, seven kids, all a year apart, and when I was a baby rocking me in the cradle, she couldn't say. Call my name, all she can say is B- uh, BB, she can say baby. Yeah. That's
0: how left on me. So that's how he got to be Uncle B, okay, just so you know. But his real name is Ziggy, Zigfried. So uh, tell us your story. Do you want me to ask you questions? Or do you? Yeah. Okay, so uh, Uncle B, you've been here in two different places. You came once, and then we lost track of you for a little while, and then you came back. But when you came back the last time you were a little lost, you, you were having some difficulties.
3: Yeah, um, I was uh, uh, dealing with anxiety and, and anxiety and what's the other word?
0: anxiety disorder and it'll come to me. You yeah. keep going, I'll throw it in.
3: This was really, really bad and at that time I was working but then I retired but um, i'm trying to remember the word i don't know if i've just got it but the anxiety and depression depression okay that's the word depression and it's really really bad i i know when i first heard about this it sort of kind of want to why do people suffer from this why can't they get better but then it happened to me And it was not easy. And um, I never wanted a support group. I know my doctor put me on to see a psychologist, and I listened to the psychologist. I go diligently whenever I was supposed to go She keep asking me questions. But I know I was not doing 100%. Right. Telling her everything. Right. Right? Because I was not the type of person to open up. I tend to stay in bed, think about it, but it only gets worse. But I'm thankful for my niece, Moira. Yeah. Um, I remember one day I walked in, I, I never tell them when I'm coming, I just show up. <laughs> and and uh, I walk. And once I see Moira and the kids, I'm okay. Right? Moira and Chan has been a rock in my life. Yeah. And the kids. and. Um, I remember I walked in that day, and she says, are you okay? I said, yeah, because I'm not the type of person to divulge what's going on with me. I like to keep it in. But before the end of my visit, Maura had everything out of me, <laughs> right? She should have been a psychologist. <laughs> so, but, uh, yeah, and I got up to leave, and then she stood up, lay hands on me, and she prayed for me. And that day something happened, I don't know, but God spoke to me and then she says, you know, you should have a talk with Pastor Bill. (laughs) And then we did Mm -hmm. look up and the church family, you know, you always have to have a support group. Yeah. Yeah. Maura and Shan was my support. I can always, I have my family, auto family, but I never opened up to anybody. And then I came into this church family. And man, it's it's amazing the leadership. There's always love, there's encouragement. You're never in a bad place, right? We listened to uh, Reza when she did sound, uh, with David and Goliath. Mm-hmm. Who's the Goliath in your life, mm-hmm. right? And uh, wow, that. Then I listened to that, and then the first song we sang was "I Raise a Hallelujah." Yeah. Now. I find that every time I get into these things, I raise a hallelujah. Mm -hmm. No matter what the situation is. Anxiety, depression, financial. I just raise a hallelujah. Let God... Mm -hmm. Because Galatians 2.20 says, I'm crucified with Christ. Mm -hmm. Nevertheless, I live. Mm -hmm. Yet not I, but Christ lives in me. Mm -hmm. And the life which I now live in the flesh... I live by the faith of a God who loved me and gave himself for me. Now Christ is living in me. Mm -hmm. But Satan is still around. Mm -hmm. All right? And he's always trying to get us back. And then I go back into the anxiety, then I go back to the depression. But the thing that turned my life around was the Holy Spirit Conference. I I visited, I am with three Holy Spirit conferences. (laughs) The first one, wow. I was not used to that. (laughs) I was not used to that. It was, whoo! it was something that I've, a plane that I've never, uh, atmosphere that I've never been. But that night, I mean, I wanted to come up, but Moira came, dragged me up. And I got prayed for. The second one was amazing. And I felt the Holy Spirit. And I know I have the Holy Spirit in me, right? Because Jesus, Galatians 6, tells me that he's living with me. Yes. Right? So, yeah, and that's where I am today. And I'm thankful for C3 North. Now I'm part of C3 Stratmore. Yeah. God has pulled me into this. And I'm just praying every day that he would continue to use me and continue to make me part of the things to do to bring glory and honor to him.
0: It's really cool. Don't go anywhere. Just really cool. Um, some things that have happened and and you watch the progress that happens. So he would come in and try to just be very unnoticeable. Okay? Um, and now at C3 Strathmore he's one of the welcomers. He looks after the door. Um, we, in our pre-service prayer all of a sudden one morning or one afternoon I'm pacing as we do when we pray, and I hear Ziggy's voice, and I'm thinking, really? I had to look to see it. That was fabulous. That was really good. And uh, and now he and Ralph are doing a men's group, a connect group. If, men, if you want a connect group, this is a great place to go. They just meet at the uh, Tim's just on this side of the street down in the, in the mall uh, on Thursday nights, 7 o'clock. And uh, these are real guys that have gone through real stuff, and they'll be real helpful to you in connecting with that. And so, I really encourage you to be a part of that. Um, if you had one thing, one piece of advice to give to people who go, are going through anxiety and/or depression, what would it be? What What was the biggest thing that helped you?
3: I think it's just having uh, just having a support group, uh, somebody that you can talk to. Mm-hmm. It helps. But you know what? Um, just keep, like I says, every time something happens, just go to, go to the Lord in prayer. Right, um, that's good. It's very good. You have, and I know my my problem was that why would I have a young person come and talk to a 66 six year old man? But don't worry about the age. Don't worry come about on. the difference. God uses every little. Look at David and Goliath as we yeah. heard this morning. Yeah. God uses anybody. To speak to us. Yeah. So find that person who you're comfortable with. Talk Mm -hmm. to that person. And as Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean out on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he will direct your path. Now, things is not going to be easy, right? Because we are serving the Lord. Like I said, Satan is going to try to take us back. So we just got to press forward.
0: Very good, eh? That's very good. He's going to give you one more hint. He's from Guyana, but uh, if you're looking for good uh, Indian food, which restaurant do you go to?
3: Well, I go to Oven. Okay, <laughs> good. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> Thanks so
0: much. Something's always happening here in the house. You may not see it, you may not hear it, but something is always happening. So, now I want Jersey to come. Come on, Jersey. <laughs> when you have awesome stories, this is one of those awesome stories. Jersey, help, I'll get you to read that in just a sec, but tell them your last name because I didn't want to mess it up. Um, yeah, you got to get so that everybody in the whole place can hear you. Um, Cusants, okay. Okay. Mm. And uh, Jersey is a uh, kinship person with the Simpson family, and uh, you have seen her here. How long have you lived with the Simpsons? Two years. Two years, okay. And uh, you may not know the story, and so now you're going to get the story. Uh, Get your Kleenex out because it's a it's a story. (laughs) It's a story, and it's a wonderful story. I'm just going to move this so that you are right in, because they need to hear every word that you say. So you go. She's shaking a little bit, and I'm not supposed to. I'm supposed to social distance, but I'm supporting. So you go ahead.
4: Okay. Um, my, my life is, was an interesting life. Over the span of 14 years, I've had many people to call family and many places to call home. I had a rough start in life, but I first met Jesus in grade one when I lived in a Christian foster home. Um, Not that it really applied to my six-year-old self, but I would pray before bed and go to church. Church, to me, was something good to look forward to. Fast forward five years, and I'm in another foster home, but this time with my brother and sister. We had really close ties with each other, but weren't the best kids. I encountered Jesus again when I had problems with my family. I would pray and ask, why do I feel like this life isn't mine? My aunt and mom used to pray, so my sister would encourage me to do so too. It was hard because I felt God would never listen to my prayers, for I was a bad kid with a bad past. I didn't know at the time that he still loved me. I had a really hard time coping with my life situation. I hadn't seen my mom for over seven years and I had started to feel depressed and lonely, especially after my siblings ran away. I had always wanted to take the easy way out, suicide, but thankfully God didn't let me. I was admitted to the children's hospital after I almost overdosed, but then I met the Simpsons, one of the best families ever. They took me in, at first I thought I was a burden, but slowly I really did believe I had a family. That's when my life really turned around. I got therapy and support, especially from Moira and Shan. This must have been the work of God, right? I really loved being around the entire family all the time too. It was only like a month later when I was saved by Jesus. I've had a few meek but official encounters with God. When I'd pray by myself, I'd describe the feelings as, you know, um, being a Twinkie, because (laughs) I could only describe it as a warm, golden feeling. (laughs) Of course, I'd only think this to myself because I'd sound like a psycho, but I really did believe it was something close to the Holy Spirit. C3 Church is a really great place to be. It makes me feel safe and welcome. I thank everyone who ever gave me advice or talked to me because in a sense he helped me become who I am today. I have yet to be baptized, but anyways, I'm so glad God has blessed me with this life. One of my favorite verses is Isaiah 61.3. To bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of gladness instead of mourning, and a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. They will be called oaks of righteousness, a planting of the Lord for the display of his splendor. I found this verse in a book called Satan's Underground, and it, this impacted me in some way. It reminds me of healing second chances and just finding meaning in something such as myself. I wrote it down and used it as a verse to go on a dog tag necklace I got. Thank you, Peterson. Nothing can weigh me down, thanks to the Lord, so I look forward to what's ahead of me. Instead of asking God why wow, this life is mine, I now give him thanks for the life I have.
0: Um, How, how do you... If, if, you're, if you are in a bad spot, And can't control your words. Forget about coronavirus. Don't come that Sunday. Because you never know who you're going to run into. And what they need. And they don't need criticism. They don't need someone scratching their face off or anything. Be nice to everyone in this house. Because you don't know what's going on in their life. Does that make sense? Um, When I first met Jersey... Jersey never looked at me She just sort of moved like this and now Jersey (laughs) Now she comes in and she's got this big smile and these beautiful glasses and this beautiful these beautiful eyes and she just is so welcoming and just I get a hug every Sunday, even though we're supposed to social distance, but um, it's just so cool and it's just one of the great God is always doing something in our church is always doing something in our church never give up never 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 give in okay Jersey you did fabulous. You. you get to do it again. No. Yeah, you do. T- this afternoon, it's a- in Strathmore, you get to do it again. <laughs> oh, <thank you. laughs> Candace, come on. Candace, I have news for you, too. You get to do it again. You're doing it this afternoon, too. <laughs> this is Candace Toner. Uh, Candace Toner was here when I got here 30-some years ago, and she was in my youth group. Grade seven, I think. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think so. And uh so sh- I wanted her to tell you her story. Um it's a great story. Go ahead,
2: kid. Um well when Pastor Bill asked me if I could speak today, I asked him what do you think you like do you have any idea of what you would like me to say? And um he sent me a few suggestions. And uh one of them it was Kind of like this, it says, in the past number of years, for you have been challenging, and there has been school, daughters, life, like lots of stuff going on, work, yet you always come prepared and ready to jump in and ready to worship. So he asked three questions, why do you do that, how do you do that, and what do you do to move from myself and my own personal situations into um, God's presence? So that's what I want to talk about today, I'm not... Going to give you much of a story, but just what God's taught me. Um, So, the first question why do I do that? Because I'm a Christian, and as a Christian means I am a follower of Christ, and I need to try to emulate Christ and make my life look like His. In Matthew 16, 18, Jesus said, I will build my church. So when I come in here on a Sunday morning and I'm trying to be more Christ-like, it means that I need to come in here trying to build the church. So that is one of the goals that I have every Sunday when I come here is how can I build this house? Jesus also said in Mark 10, 45, even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve. So when I come here to build this house... I come here to serve this house. I serve, I build the house by serving in the house. Those are the two focuses that I have when I come in here. How do I do that is the next question. Well, 1 Corinthians 12, 27 says, and all of you together are Christ's body and each of you is a part of it. So I recognize that every one of us here that comes in is a part of a body. We're a hand, we're a foot, we're an eye, we're the nose, we're the mouth. Whatever it is that we are, we need to own that because if we don't, the body can't function properly. So when I come into the house, I come in to build it by serving, by being the part of the body that I am. Very good. Um, 1 Peter 4.10 says, God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. And I love that it says that great variety. Because we are very different, each and every one of us. The verse also says, so use them well to serve one another. I take my gift seriously then. I take responsibility for my gift. When I come to build the house by serving in the house, recognize my role, but execute it with excellence. I don't just come in here and go, whatever. You know, I come in here with a purpose every Sunday. If God said, Do this, then I'm gonna do it well and to the best of my ability. So, what do I do to move beyond myself and my situation into his presence? Well, just like each and every one of you, I come in here every Sunday, having gone through a whole week and there's lots going on in my week all the time. I have two jobs usually, I have kids, I have responsibilities here and other responsibilities elsewhere, family matters, all kinds of stuff, just like you. But when I come here, I need to focus on why I'm here. And so, again, I turn to Scripture. Psalm 139, 23, and 24 says, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. Point out anything in me that offends you and lead me along the path of everlasting life. When I come here, I ask God to show me. When I can't connect with him, what is it that's keeping me from connecting to you today? And he'll show you. Listen to Holy Spirit. He'll show you mm-hmm. where there's that disconnect, where mm-hmm. the, that whatever's blocking you from meeting with him and fulfilling your purpose here. He will show you those things. Then in Psalm fifty-five, twenty-two, it says, "'Cast your cares on the Lord, and He will sustain you. "'He will never let the righteous be forsaken.'" So once He's identified that in me, then I say, if I need to ask forgiveness for something, I ask forgiveness. When whatever is bothering me and holding me down and keeping me from God's presence, then I take that and I lay it at the cross, and I leave it there. Mm-hmm. He said that we can do that. Anything that's a burden to you, you can leave it at the cross, And then I turn to Psalm 103, and I say, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Leave it at his feet, he said, that we can leave it there. And then I turn to myself, and whether I feel it or not, Mm -hmm. I have the faith to know that I can praise God and I praise past that and I command a praise to come out of my own spirit. And I'm telling you, there's days I come in here and I'm just not there. (laughs) A couple weeks ago, I'd just gotten back from Australia and I had to get up and lead and Brad's like, hey, how's it going today? I'm like, Man, Brad, I'm not here today. I got nothing. <laughs> He's like, yeah, yeah, I know. That's how I feel some days, too. And so I had to go through this process. Okay, God, I have nothing. I'm tired. I'm still jet-lagged. I'm, you know, just a million miles from where I know I need to be. And so I'm leaving that with you, and I'm asking you to come and fill me with whatever it is that you have for me today because I came to build by serving. I know my role and I'm going to do it well, but, man, i got to get past my own head. So then I pray that God would give me that, whatever it is yeah. that I need to yeah. get past myself. And that's how I do what I do.
0: That was helpful. <laughs> that was very helpful. You see that I can now uh, self-isolate for two or three months and not worry about it because we've got lots of preachers in the house, and that would be very helpful, wouldn't it? Just to, Hear that Thank you so much, kid. Alrighty. You did really, really well. Uh, our last speaker this morning, come on up. I need you to come, Kylie. Um, Kylie's got an amazing story too, and Dustin would like to be here, but I'm sure he's shoveling snow, isn't he? Yes. Yeah, he is. Whenever it snows on a Saturday night, he can't be here on a Sunday because he's, he's at work. And uh, so this is Kylie Gray, and uh, how long have you guys been here? 2016, okay? So just get in there so everybody can hear you, and you go ahead, kid.
5: Okay, here I go. When I was about 15 years old, I picked up a bad habit. My home life was a mess, and I was dealing with a few things that caused a lot of depression and anger in my life. My friend in school showed me her arms one day, and she told me that she cuts them. She said, it makes the pain go away. It didn't make sense to me, but I was desperate and I trusted her. So I did it. And she was right. It felt really good. And it made the pain and anger go away. But only temporarily. So I had to keep doing it. I didn't see it then, but Satan had me held captive and would have me there with this addiction for 15 years. What I really needed at the time was God. But the enemy is sneaky and will deceive you into believing that you need something else. It's a trap, Mm
2: -hmm.
5: a trap to distract you and lead you on a destructive path away from freedom. 1 Peter 5, 8-9 says, Stay alert. Watch out for your great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion, looking for someone to devour. Stand firm against him and be strong in your faith. After about 13 years of depression and cutting, I realized I was dealing with a spiritual battle. I had started seeing a Christian counselor, and she helped me to see how the enemy had been telling me lies my whole life. And she was right. I couldn't believe how blinded I had been. For the last two years of my battle, it was very difficult. Satan was trying to keep me under his control, trying to ruin my life and my families. But since my eyes had been opened, God was trying to get me to see the truth, to lead me to freedom. When I would have an episode, I would hear voices from both sides of my head. I'm not worthy. I need to cut. I'm crazy. I'm stupid. I just wanna die. And then I would hear, I'm beautiful. I have a purpose.
0: Come on. I am loved. Come on.
5: I can be set free. Mm
0: -hmm.
5: It was a constant battle that took a lot of prayer and focus to be able to listen to what God was telling me instead of the enemy. Every day got easier. Every day I got a little more positive. Every day I started seeing myself more through God's eyes. I was healing. James 4.7 says, Therefore, submit to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. That's
0: good. That's right.
5: It's been about two years since my last cut, and I feel 100% healed and set free from it. I have went through something really difficult since then that would make me want to cut, But I didn't, and instead I went to my real source Mm
0: -hmm. and made it through. Very good.
5: My life isn't going to be perfect now, I'm still going to struggle, bad things are still going to happen, we live in a fallen world, life is hard, life is unfair, but with God you can get through anything. Allow him to be your first source, and he will guide you on the right path. God has a plan. You have a destiny.
0: Yeah, come on.
5: All you have to do is believe, follow, and trust in the Lord. Hmm. John 8, 3, 2 says, and you will know the truth, and the the truth truth will will set set you free.
0: free. It's very cool, very cool, very cool. I don't know if I mentioned this, but there's something going on here all the time. Did you know that? Yeah. God's doing stuff in people's lives, stuff that you can't see, stuff that you don't understand, and stuff that you don't always hear. Um, Kylie, uh, a couple of questions. One is, what when something comes out of our life, we have to fill it. So how, how did you fill it? What did you fill it with?
5: I filled it with God and faith. Mm-hmm. And so some examples of what that means is, One, church. I come to church every Sunday. (laughs) Come on. You you go, girl. I get fulfilled. Um, When I don't go to church, I can tell the difference. I don't feel fulfilled.
0: (laughs) Something Um, happens at church every Sunday. I don't know.
3: I heard that somewhere. I don't know. Um,
5: The Bible. Yeah. I read my Bible every day. Yeah. Sometimes it's only for five minutes a day. Yeah. And I know a lot of times we feel like we don't have time to read the Bible, but I feel that if it's important to you, if you know that it's life-changing, you will find time. Um, Prayer, keeping that connection with God. I pray every day now. Um, Looking for blessings. I focus my life looking on blessings. Mm. Because God has blessed you, and mm-hmm. it's there. Yeah. But sometimes we get caught up in all the negative things and bad things that are happening to us. So we have to actually focus on right. what we've been blessed with. Right. And um, one other thing is, I find, I try to find the good things in every bad situation. So, um, even with the coronavirus, for example. I'm finding good things in it. Um, One, people are being brought to Christ.
0: Come on. Yeah. Yeah.
5: Yes, people are dying and it's horrific, but people are starting to wonder, you know, about the afterlife. What's going to happen to them? Where are they going? And so even though people are dying, people are being saved. It's very cool. And families are being brought together. There are so many families that, you know, they don't have time to have that family time. Mm -hmm. Um, They work two, three jobs. Kids have after-school programs in school. And so this is giving them that opportunity to have that family time. And that's a good thing, and it's a blessing.
0: Holy Spirit Conference was a big thing for you and Dustin too, wasn't it? Yes, (laughs) (laughs) I didn't think it would be, but it was. (laughs) I'm like, I'm doing really
5: good. I'm just gonna be in the background.
0: Yeah, it's been really, really neat to hear. The, and this is only part of the story. Uh, the other part was uh, you, you never really wanted to be in a front kind of place, right? Yeah. And now you, you've got another calling.
5: Yeah. So I never really knew what I wanted to do with my life. And then um, we had Beverly, and I just kind of felt like that's just my calling. I'm going to be a stay-at-home mom, which, I mean, I also love that. But um, ever since my breakthrough, I feel like God's telling me that I need to start speaking. And at first, I was just like, no, that's not me. (laughs) Like, like I never really felt like I would be up here doing things like this or preaching to people anywhere. And um, it's just like nonstop, I feel like God is like constantly telling me that I need to Keep telling my story and preaching, and not even just on stage for things like this, but you know, just out in the world. Like when I see people just start telling my story and preaching. Very
0: good, very so. good, very good. Uh, before she started as a preacher, um, and before she had, she was a wedding planner. Just so you know, if you, I don't know if you do that anymore. Do you do no. that? No. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. No, thank don't. you. Thank, well, you thank, thank you so you. much. Thank you. She did really well. Really, really well. Will you stand with me um, For everyone that 's here, you can take something home. you may have uh, you may be wrestling with depression or anxiety and and uh, you heard some folks talk about that and how they how they got their breakthrough you You may be praying over some young people and uh, that have difficulties in their life and and Jersey just reminds you, don't give up. Don't ever give up. Keep reaching out. Keep loving. Keep the criticism to yourself. Just love. Just love. Just love. You, you may be here this morning and, and the answers aren't coming through like you'd hope they were. Uh, get into the Word. Start to pray. Keep praying. Don't give up on praying. Get, get together because something always happens here. Every Sunday, something happens here, whether you see it or not. So, Father, we're so grateful that when so many other churches have been uh, closed because of what's going on, we get to come here and that we get to be encouraged and we get to, to grab hold on, on teaching like Candice gave or, or, or stuff that's happened in other people's lives. We're so thrilled that you're doing amazing things. Even when we don't see it, even when we don't feel it, you're doing amazing things in this house. Father, I pray over each one of those that spoke today, I pray that you'd give them just the joy of knowing that they shared out of their own heart what you've done and it was exactly what it was supposed to be. It helped people. God, the enemy will come and try to say that it wasn't right and they should have said this and they shouldn't have said that. I cancel that and I just say, God, give them the peace of knowing that they built up the body of Christ here today. We pray, God, that every heart will leave this house knowing that they are believing you for breakthrough. Because it's happened in other people, it can happen for them. God, we're praying for this week ahead. Make us a blessing. Use us in any way you see fit, we pray. Dismiss us with your blessing. Amen. Amen.